I want to hear more. Want to hear more? Heidi and Frank, they're back. On 95.5 KLOS. Howdy and Frank show. Longtime friend of the program, Bobby Slayton. He'll be performing at Flappers in downtown Burbank tomorrow night at 8 p.m. For tickets, you can go to flapperscomedy.com. Let's get Bobby in here. Yeah. Hey, Bobby. Where's Bobby? Anybody out in the hallway helping Bobby? Hey, Bobby. There he is. How are you? Good to see you. You finally got rid of Heidi. She's not here. Where did she go? Oh, no, there she is. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. How dare you? Okay, I don't want to know the details. Hey, um, um, by the way, um, hi, Heidi. How come you're not here? Hi, Bobby. She only uh, comes in for big guests. Oh, I understand. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. As long as I can hear that lovely laugh of hers. Meanwhile, thanks for having me back. Heidi, Bean, I love you guys. You know the last one. Hey, I, but I kid. I kid. I wanted to get that first laugh out of you. You know, um, um, one of the reasons I wanted to come on the show, you know, tomorrow night, I think the last time I did a live gig was about six months ago. The last time I was on your show, I hadn't performed in about a year. Yeah. And I went, I did it. It went fine. Everybody says, you know, it'll come back to you because I've been doing stand-up comedy for like 40 years. Anyway, I have not worked since the last time. I did the show with you guys. So I'm doing a corporate gig next month. And I said, I just got to practice a little stand-up. So tomorrow night, I figured I'd go to Flappers. There's no money. They don't really draw a lot of people on Wednesday night. And I said, well, you know, I should do Heidi and Frank. That might sell yeah. a few tickets. And then I, like an idiot, I put something on Facebook. So all these people, oh, Bobby, we miss you. Come out of semi-retirement. You know, do all your politically incorrect jokes. So half of me is going, I want a big crowd there. But the other half of me is going, I don't really want anybody there. Right. I haven't worked in six months. So I was torn between, do I, do I, I plugged the show more, and I figured, but that's why I want to come on Heidi and Frank. But the real reason I wanted to come on your show was um, over the holidays, I had written the forward to a book. It was called A Small Book of Jewish Comedians. It was published by a major publisher in England. He did a beautiful coffee table book on, on uh, I think, on Led Zeppelin. He did one on Queen. He did one on horror movies. So he had called me up and goes, Bobby, I'm writing this book and with all these pictures of famous classic Jewish comedians. Would you like to write the forward for the book? You know, he had no money. I figured, okay, I, I'm a comedian, an actor. Now I will be an author. So... Yeah. I write the forward, and the guy liked it so much, he puts my name on the front cover of the book. But since he didn't pay me, he sent me cases of the book. And uh, I said, you know what, this will be a nice holiday gift. Let me send these out to all my friends. And I had two cases of the books, and I started signing them. And I don't know how to wrap crap, so I just signed them. I went to the post office, I sent it out. And there were about a half a dozen people I never heard from. Not that I wanted to thank you, I just wanted to make sure they, <laughs> they got, got the, the books. books. Right, exactly. right, right. Okay, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so the other day, I cleaned out my closet, and I find five books. Two of them were made out to, one was made out to Heidi, one was made out to Frank. I go, I've never, not that I expect you to call me to thank me, but I go, I wonder if Heidi and Frank ever got the book I wrote never the forward to. And now, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on the show, so I could give you the book. And Because you, you never sent it to us. That's why we never well, said no. that we got it. But I was going to send it to somebody else and not see you, but it's already made. I don't know any other Heidi's or Frank's that I could. We already made it kind of, out. Like, oh. We gifted before I even gifted. You just wrote a bunch of random names yeah. and just thought of people you'd meet. <laughs> I could have found a Frank. already personalized. Yeah, I could have found a I Frank. I got you. I don't know any other Heidi's, so she had to get a book. I, and she's not even here. So I'll be there want, tomorrow. If, I'll be what there you tomorrow. Go? Oh, you will? Okay. And by the way, they come with a couple of bookmarks, if you notice. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, look, oh, well, look, Skechers coupons. What Skechers do you know? Look at you, man. I wasn't going to plug them. Hey, by the way, as long as you brought up uh, Skechers, let me tell you something. So, mm -hmm. you know, I do all these radio commercials for them. 
I don't work for the company. I just do a lot of radio commercials. I happen to love the shoes. So people always say to me, oh, you just wear Skechers because you do the commercials. I go, that has nothing to do with it. You know, I did a bunch of commercials for McDonald's. I don't eat at McDonald's. Yeah. And, you know, somebody hires me. So, you know, not that they're a bad product, but about, God, it was a few years ago, actually more like five, six, maybe even ten years ago, I get a commercial call from McDonald's to do an animated, uh, play an animated polar bear. I guess they had something called a McFlurry. I don't know what yes. they yeah, are. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard It's like an ice yeah. cream shake type well, thing. They sound delicious. Yeah, I don't wonderful. know if they're sponsored, yeah, they but they sound yeah. I never had one. So, okay. So I'm an animated polar bear. And I do this commercial for the McFlurry. And somebody told me they were in Target or Ross Dress for Less or Kmart, and they're blaring the commercials over the loudspeakers. And I'm watching TV one day with my, my, my daughter, and she's, oh, that's Daddy's voice. Okay. So a few months later, I get a call from Disney to be on Demi Lovato's show, Sunny with a Chance, where I'm playing Paulie the Polar Bear. I wasn't actually a polar bear, but I was a disgruntled kitty show host in a polar bear costume. I'm going, this is the second time. How many people in show business have played a polar bear twice? All right, now. Are you being typecast? <laughs> exactly. Seriously. So, so a few, I'm like making myself laugh. This is a great story. So a few <laughs> months later, I get another call from the advertising agency. McDonald's really liked your commercials. They want to do more McFlurry animated polar bear commercials. And I'm thinking, this is the third time I've played a polar bear animated on TV. And I remember Bob Denver, who played Gilligan. Supposedly, he got typecast and never worked again after playing Gilligan because you know everybody knew him as Gilligan. And I'm thinking, you know, played a polar bear three times. I might not get any more work. Oh, we love Bobby Slayton, but you know we don't need any polar bears. <laughs> and, and for a long time, I didn't work. And I thought it's because everybody thinks I can only play a polar bear. That's right. right. Now here's the cap of the story. So a few months after that, I get a call. You remember how they when Rob, Roger Rabbit came out? They had they had really uh, made that animation with live action, they've perfected it. I mean, yeah. they've done that in the movies right, for many right. years. You know, Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra and Song Space of the South. Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, they did it. Well, yeah, but but I think Roger Rabbit was the definitive, and then Space Jam came out. Yes. So they wanted to do a pilot with the Pink Panther, the cartoon Pink Panther, who never talked, with live action. And there was a kid named Charlie Schlatter. I think it might have been Terry Hatcher's first show. We did this pilot. And I'm the voice of the Panther. My manager calls up the people and says, look, Bobby Slayton would be a great Panther. And they said, look, we love Bobby Slayton. We love Mr. Polar Bear. No, they never said that. <laughs> oh, my God. But they said Bobby Slayton's voice is the last voice we expect to come out of the Pink Panther. Because if you stop and you think about the Pink Panther, he was very suave and debonair, a James Bond type, yes, yes. a David Niven, you know, maybe even Pepe Le Pew, a French romantic kind of voice. So... I guess after months and months and months of listening to every voiceover actor from New York to L.A., every wannabe actor, every waiter, every taxicab driver who wanted to be a waiter, they couldn't find the voice of the Pink Panther. And they said, why did you have Bobby come in? Well, his voice is so wrong for this part. It might <laughs> be perfect. It's funny. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so I went in. I did it. They loved it. I was the voice of the Pink Panther. Now, the pilot never went because back then they used to shoot a lot of pilots. So the pilot never went anywhere. Here's what's very, very interesting about this. If you guys, and I'm sure you've done this all the time, if you go on IMDb, you know, mm -hmm. movie data database, you can see every actor and almost everything they've ever done. You know? Even if it's a pilot go, that doesn't get picked up. What, what's that? Even if it's a pilot that doesn't go. Oh, no, up. even if a pilot doesn't go. Oh, no, wow. no, no, no. There's, there's, it'll say unaired pilot or something in okay. a pre-production. Because I, I found stuff on my database. What was that movie? I don't even remember this. And I haven't even done that much stuff. Anyway. You and Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, right, right, oh. right. Yeah. What, what about Bruce? Uh, he doesn't remember stuff. Oh, he doesn't remember stuff. His brain's going. I forgot the end of the story, so I think I got the same thing. <laughs> 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 like, where am I going? 
Now you're interrupting me. So I'm, you got I'm, on your I, 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 I might be getting that Bruce Willis thing. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the other day, I was thinking about this, and I looked up my IMDb, and that pilot's not on there. I looked up Charlie Schlatter's IMDb, and the pilot's not on there. And I looked up Terry Hatcher's IMDb. That pilot is nowhere. For some reason, that pilot has been erased from history. CBS has removed it. They don't want any trace of it. And I have a feeling it's because... They said, we can't let anybody know that Bobby Slayton played our beloved Pink Panther. This guy was a goddamn polar bear. <laughs> polar bear ruined everything for me. That was a long story with no point. Do you, do you have, I mean, a voiceover have, agent? You know I mean, because you're, you're a comedian, I, actor, like a live-action actor. But do you have a voiceover agent that's separate from everything else? I did, but they don't call me anymore. Nobody calls me anymore. As a matter of fact, you were talking earlier <laughs> No about one's the, ever called me, so well, at least you got you, called you, You're talking about people that, uh, you know, look behind the couch and you find, you know, a snake. Yeah. And you, I found little bits of my career. And, uh, <laughs> and I found a cat toy, which is interesting because I've never had a cat. Uh, you, you know what? Let me get one more. You guys, <laughs> you guys do come up with the best. How do you do this every day? I know you go to the news, but you come up with the best questions where, you know, people call up. Have you ever found anything behind your couch? Do you ever have a problem coming up with stuff that... No, because, I mean, every day, I mean, the, the news comes out, and so you just kind of take a story. It's like the guy who found the seven-foot snake in his couch. Right. It's like, yeah, what is the strangest thing you ever found on your couch? Maybe we get a call, maybe we don't, and there's always something right behind that to move on to. So but it's once you like, play, once you offer people a prize, your phones light up, right? Oh, my it God. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. It can be an old T-shirt. It could matter. Be uh, anything. Yeah, we, we were call up, right? The Disneyland four-pack of tickets. doesn't matter what we're talking about. There, there, you know what? They're I, watching the clock. I'll yeah. be honest with you. The only time I really listen to the show is when I'm in my car in the morning, which isn't... That's the only time we're on. ...that often, but every time I'm in my car, <laughs> I listen to you guys. And there was one time, you know, I actually called you, and, uh, and then it was busy, so I hung up. But That was you? I thought that was a polar bear. No, <laughs> Pulling the polar bear. No. I got recognized. <laughs> Funny I like the big flurry guys calling the show. <laughs> okay, so when I played Paulie the polar bear on the Demi Lovato show, yeah. I was half in costume and half the time I was this disgruntled host. So I did this voice, Paulie the polar bear, it's me, Paulie. Hey, kids. So I'm coming out of Home Depot one day, and the Girl Scouts have all their cookies set up. I love the Girl Scouts, but they're, they're not great cookies. I never liked their cookies. Yeah. I'm not a cookie guy, but I was a Malabar guy, an Oreo guy. And once in a while, I'd buy cookies. So I'm walking out of Home Depot and the, the kids are so cute and I, I like a you know a fifty dollar bill and I, I I didn't want to deal with this and one of the little girls goes, Hey, Polly the polar bear and I go, of all times to be recognized and I had to buy uh, then you're forced oh, right. to do it. You don't want to look Polly. I got yeah. recognized, you know. But anyway, so what I was oh. going to tell you, and I did forget what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. So a couple of months ago, I called you guys. You had right. this interesting question where, and I'm sure you remember this, I think you were talking about when you're a couple, which one of you initiates sex? Yes. And what do you say? Right. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. What's your, what's like, your go-to? Do you remember that one? Okay. Of course. And I remember you talking about it. It was so fascinating. I go, God, it reminds me so much of me and my girlfriend. I got to call Heidi and Frank. Because, and, and, and what's your go-to thing? So usually, and I hope she's not listening. She'll get mad, but this is true. It's me that would always initiate sex. And I would say the same thing. Or a variation of, what's it going to cost me this time? How much is this going to cost me? And she knows that I want sex. And that would always be our go-to thing. How much is it going to cost me? Meanwhile, then the Bunny Ranch closes and she moves to L.A. Yeah. And uh, we just kept it up as a running kind of gag. And it's been so romantic and wonderful for all of us. I have so many stories, none of which I'll be telling tomorrow night. At, uh, at Flappers. Burbank. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to cram 30 minutes of material into an hour.
Flapperscomedy.com uh, to, to get your tickets to Burbank. It says it's a Wednesday night. It's 8 p.m. Maybe you haven't gone out to see some live comedy. You said last time you were on the show is the first time you've been out in how many years, though? It's like so okay. the whole, whole COVID. For co- okay. Because of COVID, And yeah, then right. you didn't go out at all. you got to remember that for 40 years, I mean, almost 40. I've been doing that 45. Every but weekend. for a solid 40 years, I was on the road three weeks out of every month. And when I say on the road, oh I don't mean like Jerry Seinfeld or Bill Burr where you're staying at Ritz-Carlton, you're playing a stadium. I mean, playing some some good clubs, but some, you know, I was in the trenches playing these yeah. comedy clubs and, you know... Was there ever a club that you're like, I don't make enough money to do this? Every club. Every... <laughs> <laughs> you know, my go-to thing, and I would say it to either the MC when I walked on stage, or I'd say it to myself, I'd have a vodka in my hand going, I'm getting too old for this crap. And, yeah, and right. you know, when it's good, it's good. And, but you know, when you get you know the proverbial heckler, the drunken bachelorette party, the yeah. angry idiot, you know, you know, who decides to slap you, you know. Yeah, what you do know, you right? think? What do you, yeah. let's, let's stop there. What, what do you think about that? About what? About, I, I, I don't know why I brought that up. I, I mean, think. because obviously, I mean, it's like you're, you're getting back into it and the idea that... Uh, you always, I, I don't remember you, you were playing the crowd as far as like doing crowd right. work. You always were like self-deprecating or ripping on your own wife as far as like right. someone's wife's name coming out of mouth. It was always your own wife. Well, But as far as like that kind of crowd play, a lot of comedians do that. And it's just inviting. Do you think it's like it's horrible that people are going to go up and just find They want to heckle because like they want the attention. There's heckling and there's obviously and then the, now it's physical. You know what? It, it, it's different for every show. I mean, you know, when you talk to that audience, you're kind of inviting them to talk back. But sometimes mm-hmm. people do it unsolicited. You know, they, and a lot of people, and it's not just that they're drunk. There are a lot of people, I don't know so much anymore because the comedy clubs now have better security and they go up and nicely say, please don't talk back to the comic. But so, I can't tell you how many times how many times people go well that's what comedians want they want me to talk back Mm -hmm. people think they're part of the show you know but they don't do it at the opera they don't do it on a broadway show you know i mean people do it at movie theaters but so does everybody (laughs) i used to do that that joke my first cd white men can't jump well black people can't shut up in a movie theater it's not just black people it's everybody you know people bringing their babies you know little foreign families roasting marshmallows because they can't afford to buy popcorn you know it's all you know what there's no rhyme or reason to uh it used to be and this among every comic friday lake show was always the worst and the theory was people have worked all day they get off work they don't go home they go out for dinner they drink they're really trying to unwind and they're a little cranky they haven't had a good night's sleep saturday's better because they've rested relaxed mm-hmm. but now sometimes or last time i did it friday nights were great sometimes this night sucks but um yeah, I just haven't done it in so long. I did remember this. Bruce Willis wouldn't have remembered, but I remembered. Um, <laughs> I did it the last time I, okay, I did this two, maybe, God, was it three years already? Two years ago this past New Year's, Bill Maher had brought me and Sarah Silverman to Hawaii. And I hadn't worked in about four or five months, and I practiced at the improv in the comedy store and at Flappers, and it was fine. I only had to do 20 minutes. And then another year went by. I think that that was when I saw you guys six right. months ago when yeah. I, I played on one of the improv. It went fine, but I have to sit there with notes like, like a mental patient. I take him up on stage. Yeah, but nobody and, cares. We don't care. And the audience doesn't care. Really. Um, I, I don't think at all. Did you ever like, try any like jokes out on your girlfriend? Just like a one like your one audience member and like, hey, I got this one. I'm gonna use it tonight at Flappers. Let me know what you think. And like, take any advice from just her her opinion? Does she get it? My girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's very interesting, you know. She, yeah. Well, I, I got to be very diplomatic because she's she's listening now. You know, <laughs> here, here's what happened. 
when my wife passed away six years ago. I had to take all the wife jokes out of the act. You know, look, Henny Youngman could do that. Take my wife, please. His, you know, his wife had died, but he could still make these jokes here so yeah. innocuous and so harmless. You know, my wife wants to know how to get to the kitchen. She makes a right turn from the living room. Whatever, whatever his wife jokes were, he was a quintessential Take my wife, please. He he, yeah. he, he he was a standard for that, you know? So his jokes were very harmless. My jokes were brutal. Kind of, were brutal. And I, I thought I could transfer them over to my girlfriend. But you know what? They didn't ring true because she wasn't like this. She, it doesn't take her forever to get ready. She doesn't, you know, we don't have a lot of the same problems I had with my but wife. But I want to go back to, <laughs> Frank's, <laughs> I want to go back to Frank's earlier That's question, right. Bobby. I want to go back to his question because how you, how you come on to her, you say, how much is it going to cost me? When she wants to let you know that she wants to have sex with you, what does she do? Oh, she just jumps on top of me. No, no, she, no, wow. no, we're both, yeah. you know what, it's a reciprocal thing. We're both great. I've been very lucky, and it's not because she's listening to the show. Um, and, um, and she's um, much younger than you, right? She's much younger. She's in her 50s. That shows how old I am. Because <laughs> I always tell people, I have a really hot young girlfriend, Robert. and she's in her 50s. I think she'll be okay with me saying that. Just don't tell them exactly how old. Well, yeah. she's more than 51 and less than 60. Okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and you guys have been together about six years. Yes, and it's going to be time to get married one of these days. But you know what? Oh, really? She wants kids. No, she wants grand. She's gonna go right to grandkids. She's gonna have. She's gonna get pregnant and automatically have grandkids. You know what? I, I, I know a lot of people go through that second or third time. A lot of guys, they're fifties, sixties, and seventies. You know, I have a daughter. She's thirty-three. She's out of the house. It's great. You know, and I remember when she was little and she grew up, and I'm going, God, why can't your wife grow up and move out of the house and your children stay with you? You can keep watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all the shows we love to watch. And your wife, honey, you know, you're getting big. You're fifty. Can you, know? you imagine, Frank? Your wife goes, well, it's time for me to move out. I'm going to move down to San Diego. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that, that seems like it's going to be happening. She's like so upset that our daughter's moving to San Diego. Oh really? Yeah, my daughter's going to be moving in with her boyfriend, making that that big step. How old is your daughter? 25. Okay, well, you know what? My, my daughter's got her thing. You know, it's, it is what is. Is she married, is, your but, daughter? Huh? Married? No. No, she's 33. She's not married, which is fine. I don't need grandkids. But I have been with my girlfriend for six years. We, we don't live together. We're eventually going to get married. I'll tell you what the problem was when my wife passed away. When you're single after being married this long. And Frank, you've been married for how long? 18 years. Okay, so, you know, when you're not married, you don't know when you're driving too fast, the music's too loud, <laughs> yeah. the air condition is too high. Yeah. My life was spiked. I really got of control. <laughs> Keith Richards called me thinking I was living dangerously. Um, but you know, you know what? I, I tell a lot of people. I have two friends who lost their wives in the last year. You know, if you, I'm sure you guys know a lot of people. People just dying all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I told me, they, well, how did you handle it? Here's what you do. If anybody loses their spouse, this is more for guys than for women. You wait a couple of months. You grieve. Then you go to the shelter and get a rescue wife. That's what I do. <laughs> Maybe get an older one with no teeth who appreciates a good home. You know? And, and, and they'll live happily ever after. <laughs> I, I should be a doctor giving advice to people. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Slayton, oh, it's always good to see me. you. It's exhausting being me, Frank and Heidi. It oh, is. my God. You got to go see Bobby tonight. He's going to be in Burbank tomorrow. at... Tomorrow uh, night. Is it tomorrow night? Oh, it's tomorrow yeah. night at Flappers comedy.com for your tickets. It's an 8 p.m. show. If you haven't been out to see any live stand-up, go see Bobby tomorrow night at flapperscomedy.com. And wait, if I can make 95% of the people laugh and break up one couple, I feel I've accomplished something. On Absolutely. That yes. And now it's time to yeah. give away what they've all been listening for. Yeah.
You, you haven't been listening for Bobby. You've been waiting for these Those Disneyland, damn Disneyland tickets. Yeah, we got oh, the yes. uh, four one-day, one-park tickets to give to Disneyland. Rediscover the magic of Main Street Electrical Parade oh. starting April 22nd. Be caller 10 right now, and we'll get those tickets over to you. 818-955-2955 is the number. Always good to see you, brother. Good to see you guys. I'll see you the next you. time I come Absolutely. out of semi-retirement. <laughs> 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 Let's get a look at traffic hockey. What's going on?